Will he or won't he? Donald Trump keeps him guessing on his meeting with Kim Jong-un. Plus, the president demanded, but did the Justice Department just cave? And does the Homeland Security Secretary need to catch up on her reading? This is the State of America tonight. If they had spies in my campaign, that would be a disgrace. We are seeing an erosion of the independence of the Justice Department. That is gravely concerning. I think it's important that we just let the truth come out on all these things. This resolution also calls for the appointment of a second special counsel. We should tell the DOJ we are sick and tired of the runaround we've been getting from you guys. It may not work out for June 12th, but there's a good chance that we'll have the meeting. We have very much in mind the Libya model from 2003-2004. This will only end like the Libya model ended if Kim Jong-un doesn't make a deal. Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America tonight. One big thing to keep in mind today. What we don't know definitely outweighs what we do. We know President Trump demanded the Justice Department turn over classified information about the Russia probe. And after a meeting at the White House, justice officials seem to agree. But what we don't know, what exactly the Justice Department agreed to turn over and when that will happen. Also, what we do know is President Trump demanded the Justice Department investigate whether the FBI planted a spy in his presidential campaign. A lot of people are saying they had spies in my campaign. If they had spies in my campaign, that would be a disgrace to this country. That would be one of the biggest insults that anyone's ever seen, and it would be very illegal. So it would make probably every political event ever look like small potatoes. But if they had spies in my campaign, during my campaign, for political purposes, that would be unprecedented in the history of our country. If... If, big ifs there. We also know the Justice Department is turning that question over to the Inspector General. What we don't know is if that will be enough for Donald Trump. Here's his vice president. The president, I think, is uh, grateful that the Department of Justice is going to have the Inspector General look into it and determine and ensure that uh, there was no surveillance done for political purposes uh, against our campaign. So Mike Pence seems to be happy with it. But again, we don't know because we're all old enough to remember that back in February, the president criticized that very same inspector general saying also saying, quote, isn't the IG an Obama guy? The department's decision comes as we learn more about the confidential source kind of at the center of all this. The president's former campaign co-chairman details what happened when he met the source. The meeting was a very uh, high level. It was like two faculty members uh, sitting down in the faculty lounge talking about research. And uh, there was no indication or no inclination that this was anything other than than just wanting to offer up his help to the campaign if I needed it. It was not anything other than uh, him talking about the research that he had done on China. And that was essentially what the discussion was about. And uh, we already had a lot of China people involved. So, was that a spy? That's what that comes down to. But remember, guys, this all started with Russia meddling in the 2016 election and looking forward, how to make sure it doesn't happen again. That was the question Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen was supposed to be answering on Capitol Hill today. But instead of answers, she offered up another addition to the things we don't know column with this. You 
we have any reason to doubt the January 2017 intelligence community assessment that said it was Vladimir Putin who tried to meddle in this election to help President Trump win? I do not believe that I've seen uh, that conclusion. Uh, what I do, that the specific intent was to help President uh, Trump win, I, I'm not aware of that. I'm not aware of that. The secretary saying that she's not aware of a much discussed and dissected report by the intelligence community put out in January of 2017. This is not new reading, people. And now she says she hasn't seen it. If she hadn't seen that, then maybe she could have seen this, the announcement last week from the bipartisan Senate Intelligence Committee, the top Republican and Democrat on the committee, saying that through their investigation, they agree with that 2017 report, declaring this in part. The justice effort was extensive, sophisticated, and ordered by President Putin himself for the purpose of helping Donald Trump and hurting Hillary Clinton. The top Democrat on the committee now says this. The head of DHS that has, in a, in a sense, that responsibility is unfamiliar with the report uh, that touched on election security and the conclusions of that report, uh, which were that... Uh, the efforts of the Russians not only to scan our electoral systems and use social media, but was to help Trump and hurt Clinton. If she's not aware of that, um, there's some answers that I think all of us need to hear from her. But Nielsen at least has some backup from one Republican in the House. You don't believe the 2017 assessment, though, of the intel community? Uh, I'm looking at that. I want to look at the entire report first. All right. And now to one of the biggest unknowns in Washington at the moment, the high profile summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The big event is now just weeks away, supposedly. But President Trump is growing skeptical now. That's going to happen at all. There's a very substantial chance that it won't work out, and that's okay. That doesn't mean it won't work out over a period of time, but it may not work out for June 12th. But there's a good chance that we'll have the meeting. Just a few weeks ago, the outlook for this, for this meeting, it seemed pretty bright. So why the change? According to President Trump today, it might be China's fault. When Kim Jong-un had the meeting with President Xi in China, there was a little change in attitude from Kim Jong-un. So I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like it from the standpoint of China. Is Donald, Trump the, is Donald Trump the one getting cold feet now? Well, his Treasury Secretary says absolutely not. I don't think the president gets cold feet about anything. So I think, as the president has said, right now it's still on. If that changes, you'll find out about it. And a man who served as President Obama's Deputy Secretary of State thinks he knows why. President Trump kind of needs this more than Kim Jong-un needs it. Uh, he's talked it up so much. Uh, the idea of this Nobel Prize is dancing out there in front of his eyes. That gives Kim a tremendous opportunity to go in from a position of strength and possibly get the contours of a deal that's much more beneficial to North Korea than it would be to us. That's what we have to be concerned about, that President Trump wants this so much that he'll take a, a bad deal. Donald Trump taking a bad deal? That is not what his book told me. Honestly, at this point, though, it seems like it could all just come down to a coin toss. And thank goodness, then, they now have just the right coin to throw into the air. While the summit's future is still seriously in limbo, the White House has already gone ahead and commissioned an official coin for the occasion. It features images of President Trump and Kim Jong-un, who's labeled as Supreme Leader, face-to-face -face and nearly eye-to-eye. But it is 
far from certain that these two men can get to a place of seeing eye to eye on the real issue at hand, which, of course, is getting rid of North Korea's nuclear program. But, hey, at least we get a souvenir out of it, right? Okay, so will they or won't they? That was the big question when President Trump sat down with the South Korean president just now in the Oval Office. Let's get over to the White House for more on this. CNN's Jeremy Diamond is joining me for this. Jeremy, are we any closer to a final answer on whether or not Trump and Kim Jong-un are going to actually sit down for this meeting on June 12th? Well, I don't know that we're any closer to finding out whether they're going to meet, but we do have a better sense now, at least, of where the president's head is at uh, when considering whether or not he will meet with Kim Jong-un next month. Uh, The president today making clear that there is a substantial chance, those were his words, a substantial chance that he will not meet with Kim Jong-un next month. Uh, This comes amid all of this uncertainty about whether North Korea is truly committed to denuclearization following some of their harsher uh, statements that they put out last week and their threats to pull out of the summit if the U.S. and South Korea didn't stop these military exercises. Uh, But the president also making clear that he will not take this meeting unless North Korea meets certain conditions uh, ahead of that summit. It's unclear what those conditions are, but we have not previously heard Uh, any kind of talk of preconditions for North Korea and the United States uh, to meet. Uh, As you remember, Kate, uh, the president agreed pretty quickly in the Oval Office with the South Korean national security advisor to accept Kim Jong-un's invitation to talk. But now we are at the point where we are dealing with the nitty gritty. We are figuring out if these two countries are actually able to reach some kind of a successful conclusion during this negotiation. The president clearly does not want to walk into the summit in Singapore next month Uh, if it's not going to be fruitful, if it's not going to be successful. And that is also why the South Korean president is here today. Uh, He is very much, uh, uh, you know, hoping that the summit does take place. And he has been coming here to Washington to try and convince the president to remain committed to these talks. So that is a lot of the conversations taking place. But I just think the final point to make here is that this, what we saw today was the president trying to regain control of these negotiations. Last week, North Korean statements uh, seemed to try and uh, see how, how much control they could exert over these negotiations, whether they could change U.S. behavior ahead of the summit. And now we're seeing the president trying to do the same, uh, trying to show that he is the more dominant figure here in terms of whether or not this summit takes place next month. Kate? I feel like this is not the final chapter, even before this meeting takes place next month. Great to see you, Jeremy. Thank you. Still ahead for us, Trump demanded, is the Justice Department going along with it? The showdown over classified intel and constitutional authority. The panel is next. Donald Trump thinks the FBI may have sent a spy to infiltrate his 2016 campaign. U.S. officials say that's not true, but the Justice Department says they'll look into it. So who wins here? The panel tonight, Aaron Gloria Ryan is here, contributing editor at The Daily Beast. Mike Morey is a former communications director for Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer. Alice Stewart is CNN political commentator and former communications director for Republican presidential candidate Senator Ted Cruz. And John Laval is a regional vice chairman of the New York State Republican Committee. Great to have you guys here. Alice So following the president's demand for an investigation, top justice officials say they're going to hand it off to the inspector general to take a look and see if there's any political motivation in an FBI's confidential source with regard to Donald Trump's campaign. If the inspector general comes back and says, no spy here, is the president going to accept it? Absolutely not. (laughs) Because, look, he thinks any probe into uh, this election, uh, his campaign... Uh, the outcome of the election 
is delegitimizing his victory. I wish he would just recognize the fact he won fair and square. The electoral college process was victorious. Mm -hmm. He won. And the real question is whether or not Russians, we know that they... Uh, infiltrated our election process? Did they influence? And what are, the, what are we going to do to stop it in the future? I think we need to, to forget about uh, whether or not there was a, a spy in his campaign, which I don't believe. But I think we need to look at the real concern is Russian interference and in, in potential influencing of our elections. John, is it all noise? I mean, what Alice is, when you hear what Alice is saying, it makes a lot of sense. First of all, he has accepted that he's won the election. It's the, the other team that hasn't really accepted that he's won the election. And the president, I believe, will accept it if he feels that that is a thorough if, no, investigation. No, 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 no. And, I, and I think it will be. Okay, because I believe reason, he I does accept it. I, well, here's why I ask. Because if you take a look at what the president has said, again, the president has no problem contradicting himself and not being held accountable for it. But he has trashed, the, he has criticized this inspector general just in February, calling him, saying, isn't he Obama's guy? So you have confidence he's actually going to accept what the inspector general presents? I Because... Where does it end then? I'll say this. Maybe it does, I think maybe the right decision thing. was made to send it there. Okay. So that's a good thing. Okay. That's a good start. And I do think he'll accept it. But you have, to, you have to understand, it is absolutely unthinkable. And I think John Corwin said it best, Senator Corwin, that, you know, that the leader of an opposing political party may have you know, tried to, you know, infiltrate a campaign using uh, intelligence. Uh, now, there, there if it comes no up that that didn't happen, no well, that's what they're going to look into. There currently is no evidence of it. That, no, that's what they're looking into. There, there is There's no obviously evidence something. There is no evidence well, of it. No, that, that's not no, evidence. There's currently no evidence of it, though. There's he's, an he's inference that this there out. could be, and that's why the there president is asking for The only inference that there could be comes from the president of the United States. This is an informant. In every investigation the FBI conducts, whether it's for the mob, whether it's for bankers, whether it's for politicians, you have informants who talk to people and give information. For the President of the United States to suggest a spy was in his campaign and put there by political adversaries sounds bonkers. He's an admitted, he's not an, just an informant someone he who is an there informant. and in decided fact, he to was, In fact, this, this gentleman was sent into this there. gentleman, that is informed. not true. This man was actually talking That's, to, the reports say true. talking to Carter Page as far back as 2013. But he was long sent before to do Donald so. Trump was running for president. He was sent to Long do so. before Donald Trump was yes. running okay. for president. Let's let's just sure. say let's just say that Donald Trump is right. Let's just follow this bonkers logic. And let's say Donald Trump is right and somebody was sent to spy on his campaign. Right. Spy on his campaign for political reasons which they did not reveal until after he had won the election, worst spies ever. And also <laughs> like and then and then they 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 waited until he'd been president for over a year to reveal that they had been in what were they what are they waiting for? Why so were they also, holding their Let's hand? also not follow the logic. Yeah. Let's just stop and let's just stand here and say could this, and color me cynical, yes, I know if you've watched the show, could this all be Alice just to make noise and confuse people and try to discredit any Russia investigation that exists? Absolutely. To, to go back to my absolutely Alice. No, here's, here's the thing. Look, look I, I want this president to succeed. I voted yes, you for him. Do. Wait, wait, I guys, I, Alice is a Republican. I am. I just want to remind everybody. But here's the thing. They say they have done nothing wrong. They say they didn't uh, they collude. They didn't coordinate with the Russians. And they want to fully comply with the investigation. Right. Then hands off, sit back, work on planning this North Korean summit, work on continuing to create jobs and work on this great tax plan, which I fully support. And let this investigation play out. Let Robert Mueller do his job. If you want to uh, hand over information to uh, those that have asked for information, mm -hmm. I think they have. We do have the right for congressional oversight on this. But stand back and let's just let, let them me, do let their me, job. Let's play it this way, John. If it, this kind of goes... Uh, 
goes together, right? You've got look at look into the spy issue and also hand over confidential information to lawmakers about the Russia probe that is still underway. Um, if this is okay to happen under a Republican president, are Republicans going to be okay with it if a Democratic president asks the same thing in the future? I would assume so. I mean, why shouldn't they be? I will say th- the th- There's an inference that there could have been an impropriety. It's being asked to be looked into. There is nothing wrong with that. In fact, the, the, the question about the Russian investigation is, you know, have we expanded the scope? You know, what is the scope? And mm-hmm. that's what needs to be better defined, and it needs to be focused. And no one wants any country infiltrating, you know, our country, like, participating in our elections or influencing our I, elections. I feel like I the hope Chinese every, have tried to do it. Many every, countries try to do it. I hope every American would agree that they don't want Russia We should talk about China, election. too. We talk about China a lot. Let's talk about what I want to talk about, though, right okay. now. Okay. Which is the fact that the Secretary <laughs> the of Homeland Security... Thank you. Secretary <laughs> of Homeland Security, either... I don't... You, we all heard the same soundbite, and I'm not sure even what the question is to ask, and that's my job right now, is to ask a question, because I'm confused as... Does Secretary Nielsen, did she not read the 2017 intelligence assessment, or does she not believe it? I, I can't figure not, it out. Neither, and she knows that she is um, probably on the thinnest of ice with the President of the United States right now, largely over what he believes is her lax enforcement of border security. Oh, you think this is, this she is misstep by trying to be, to walk a thin line? Well, I, no, I think that what she's doing is just playing to an audience of one. She's already in hot water with the man. If she even suggests that somehow she has, there's any validity to a report that suggests there was foreign interference in an election uh, and that it was on behalf of the president in particular, she's probably out the door. She barely has a job as it is. Well, do you cut her some slack then? Because, right, she is on thin ice. You know, I think it's really interesting to take a look at her response to that in the context of the way that other members of the Trump circle have responded to questions that could have led them to something incriminating. I don't recall does a lot of heavy lifting. It does a lot of heavy lifting in Don Jr.'s testimony. It did today with Secretary Nielsen, and it did with Sessions in front of, you know, t- and testifying in front of the committee. It is something that they're, they're leaning on a little bit too hard, in my opinion. I think it's pretty un- unplausible that she didn't. I don't recall. That's my new bumper stick. Coming up, everybody, from the Nobel Peace Prize to meeting on hold. Donald Trump says he may not meet Kim Jong-un next month after all. Is this bluster? Is this managing expectations? Is this some sort of strange chess match? I don't play chess. I think I don't need to tell you that again. That's next. We're moving along and we'll see what happens. Uh, There are certain conditions that we want and I think we'll get those conditions. And if we don't, we don't have the meeting. And frankly, it has a chance to be a great, great meeting for North Korea and a great meeting for the world. Uh, If it doesn't happen, uh, maybe it'll happen later. Maybe it'll happen at a different time. Donald Trump there throwing into question whether the summit with Kim Jong-un will go forward as planned on June 12th. Keeping the world guessing is nothing new for the press in the United States. But will it get Kim Jong-un to the negotiating table? The panel is back with me. Alice, the summit's on, the summit's off. There's a good chance it won't happen. He says in the same sentence, but it also could happen. What do you, who do you believe at this point? I think it's, it is up in the air. I think we don't know. Look, I, I, I think the president has done a good job in terms of getting us at least to this point. Yeah. Getting this is for Democrats and Republicans yes. have complimented Exactly. Him. And he deserves credit for this. Maybe not a Nobel Peace Prize, but he does deserve <laughs> credit for getting to this point. I think a lot of this, what we're talking about now, should have been handled behind closed doors, get all the preconditions out of the way, set the time, place, location, and all that, and then make the announcement. Unfortunately, now we're trying to plan something after it's already been out there. 
I, I'm encouraged by the fact he said he does believe that North Korea is committed to denuclearization. The problem is their version of denuclearization and ours. We need full, we need complete, we need un complete verifiable denuclearization. I think we both have to come to terms on what exactly we want. But Alice, that's so old school the way you're saying. Make a plan, <laughs> then announce it after everyone's agreed. That's not how Donald Trump works. John? <laughs> no, listen, th there was a lot of theater that even led us to this point. And yeah. both leaders have been very public going back and forth. And I think you're going to continue to see that type of theater. It's part of the, the little dance and the negotiations that are going to ensue until you get to the Who point where you think you has the, the upper summit. hand on the... China. Neither, neither, China. No, <laughs> neither. I think that's a misnomer. I think that's trying to spin the story in a different direction. The truth is, this is part of that dance that's going to occur. I believe there'll be a summit. I hope it's on the date they chose and the location they chose. And I think, you know, great things are going to come for it for this country and for the world. Who's a better dancer? See, I, I actually, I, I'm not sure of that because here's what I see happening. I see Donald Trump went on a limb and put everything on the table with a summit with North Korea in which he's going to solve the Korean crisis. And in doing so, the Chinese are making out like bandits in the process. So if you watch him get completely played by the Chinese who have disproportionate influence over Kim Jong-un and whether in fact he will be a part of any kind of deal or what that final deal is, I think if you look at what China's getting away with right now, mm -hmm. largely because this president needs China so bad to get a deal done with Kim, Kim Jong-un because he sold, it, so he sold it as him being some massive Gandhi-like figure who's going to broker peace and prosperity <laughs> in South Asia. And I think what's going to wind up happening here is the people who will pay the price for the final deal are American workers and the people he promised who he would put first in this country. A promise he did make today, Aaron, though, is he was asked about Kim Jong-un, and this gets to that kind of Libyan model which we've discussed in previous shows. But the president said today, I will guarantee his safety. I mean, the president of the United States now vows to protect the leader of North Korea if he gets rid of his nuclear program. Right. From the man who brought us Trump University, a guarantee. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not... Oh, Aaron! I'm not, wow. You know what? I'm sorry. I don't really take anything that he promises as, as truth. And, you know, you, you mentioned the I upper hand. I think it's dangerous to be promised. I mean, I, you, can't, you can't promise that, first of all. And, like, he's, he's the person who breaks promises. And you mentioned, like, the upper hand here. Yeah. I don't think it's possible to have the upper hand in a slap fight because everybody's hands are moving <laughs> constantly. I think what's really interesting here... Reenact it. Now. <laughs> Got it. Slap fight. No, what I think is really interesting is that this, this kerfluffle didn't need to be as bad as it is for Donald Trump. I think by tipping his hand, by showing his like irrational exuberance over having this meeting and winning a prize, when you're he, dealing he with another irrational player, maybe it's just so crazy it might work. Alex. I mean, let's and hope if so. He, if I think in the next 24, 48, maybe uh, next week or so, if he tweets out something that that includes the term "little rocket man," I think the summit is off. That's when I know it's off and not yes, on again. Yes, it is okay, done. okay, oh, everyone. <laughs> as I always say, stay very, very close to your Twitter feeds. John, final thought. Well, I, I will say this: <laughs> I, I think it's it's a little crazy to say that China is making out. The truth is. Donald Trump has it, done more for the American you, worker in his short tenure. But you don't think it's crazy for the president to guarantee the safety of a leader of any country? Well, no, I, I think, like I said, once again, that there's going to be a lot of theater. And, and I think that's part of the theater. I think we're going to get to a summit. Great things are going to happen. And the truth is, we have shut down China so much more so under the Trump administration than has been, ever been done before. The progress is 
amazing. American workers are protected. Jobs it's are being never created. Gotten better. The economy's on it's a roll. It's amazing. It Just is keep awesome. saying it's amazing. And if this is theater, <laughs> when is intermission? Because we all need a pee-pee break at some point. Everyone, thank you for being here. This is day 488 of President Trump's administration. It's also 168 days until the midterm elections, everyone. That's the state of America tonight. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Exactly. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.